Welcome to the season finale of the Make Sure Your Friends Are Okay podcast. Thank you so much to everyone who's tuned in so far. We're having a blast making this podcast for you all, and we will see you again early 2021 for season two. In the meantime, keep up with us on Instagram at Make Sure Your Friends Are Okay, and don't forget to make sure your friends are okay. In this episode, I got to sit down one-on-one with the bright, multifaceted Meg Donnelly. We talk about her early diagnosis with panic attacks and anxiety, how she manages her own mental health, the blessings that have come with her Disney career, and what she wishes that more people knew about her. I'm so excited to show you guys this side of Meg. You're going to love her. Do you ever do that where you're laughing so hard that you can't control yourself? 1,000%. The problem with me is whenever I laugh, I'll end up crying. Like within two minutes. Yeah, I'm like, I'm a crier. So... (laughs) Yeah, it's it's brutal. Especially do you like when turn into actual sad crying or you just laugh crying? I'm laughing so hard that I cry every <laughs> single time. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. It's really bad. Um, especially when I'm like tired and you get like uh, loopy, you know? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah, there's like a certain period of time at night where if I didn't fall asleep when I should have, the rest of the night is just it's done bad. for. Yes, no, yeah. I totally agree. It's, uh, yeah, that's so bad. It's, it's one of the best feelings though when your stomach hurts. Like you literally can't, yes. you're like... <laughs> It's got to be so, I mean, I'm sure there's so much science behind how good that is for you. Yeah. It's like an ab workout. Yeah. It's an ab workout. It makes the energy in your body. Right. Like you're so happy. It's more fun when (laughs) other people are laughing that hard with you, but it's not. It's like a little awkward when you keep going and then you're done and everyone's like. Yeah. And everyone's like, well, that took a lot longer than it should. (laughs) Moving on. (laughs) (laughs) No, I totally agree. Um, So one thing that we were really stoked about when we were booking you for, which I was talking about with you before, Mm -hmm. is that so many of the interviews that you do are all about promotion for Um, you know, different movies or shows Mm -hmm. or music that you have coming out. Mm -hmm. And a lot of them are fairly short. There's not a lot on the internet of you actually getting to show who you are. Yeah. And so we were digging and we saw some of your Instagram live videos. You did um, a really great dual interview with a um, like a mental health specialist on anxiety. Mm -hmm. And then some of the Q&As that you do, it seems like there's a part of you that's like, I, I like, hey world, I want you to know who I am. Yeah. So no. I'm excited about this one. Yeah, I'm really, really excited too. Yeah. Um, it, yeah, it's been really cool. I mean, usually it has to do with promotion. Like mm-hmm. most of the time you do interviews are only for promotion, promotion for something yeah. else, you know? That's just kind of how it is. But it's really cool to like actually connect with someone and actually like have a conversation just about life in general, yeah. not like about yeah. something coming up. But yeah, the mental health one was so sick like I yeah that was had really a special. lot a lot of fun yeah mm-hmm. um it's something I wanted to do because I've never been open about my journey with it but I during quarantine I was like you know what like it, I just like want to help mm-hmm. anyone if like you know even if it's one person yeah. you know what I mean was that kind of the the breaking point for you of I'm gonna start owning my own mental health and kind of like advocating for other people yeah because like only very few people knew about it I was so nervous to do the live I was like shaking I was like I can't believe I'm doing this right now was Um, that the first time you really talked about it yeah okay yeah because like yeah even some of my friends didn't really even know if I'm not open about it you know it it just it helped me a lot Mm -hmm. as well just like 
being open about it and talking mm-hmm. to people about it. Because when I was younger, I specifically remember, because it's very lonely too. Like having anxiety yeah, is just, is. it's a lonely thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember when I was younger and Selena Gomez was like, yeah, like I have panic attacks. And I was like, no way. Yeah. And like, it just makes you feel so much better mm-hmm. when someone you know, even mm-hmm. if it's not a celebrity, even if it's just yeah. a friend who is like, yo, I go through the same thing too. Like it just makes it that much better. So especially when you're younger and it's someone that you like idolize or someone that you look up to. Yeah. So especially because you have a platform where mm-hmm. people clearly look up to you. Mm-hmm. It's really cool that you're able to own your mental health because mental health has such a weird stigma yeah, around it. For sure. And I think for me too, it was something I've slowly been more open with and like yeah. wanting to have conversations about. Mm-hmm. And then even just here every week having someone talk about it, it's crazy how mental health, I think everyone thinks mental health is mental illness. Yeah. But like yeah. everyone just as if physical health, like everyone yeah. has mental health. Yeah. And everyone goes through like, especially with this generation, I feel like we're so much more open about it. And it's mm-hmm. really, really cool. Because even from when I was growing up, not that long ago, yeah. like, I don't know, 15 years ago, like it was so different. Yeah. Um. So like just the progress that mm-hmm. everyone has made so far is just like really crazy. Yeah. But you know, it's also kind of like, it's really cool that everyone's opening up about it. But the fact that everyone has struggles, too, is, like, very upsetting. But mm-hmm. it's really cool that we can come together and help each other. So, yeah. I think that's Yeah, really cool. I agree with you. I, I'm yeah. a very big empathetic person. Yeah, I'm like, and no. So I'm like, no, not you, too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm like, don't go through what I'm going through. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's, uh. But at the same time, I think, um, you know, when you're struggling with something, mm-hmm. sometimes if you don't know who to talk, like, sometimes you go to people and they don't know how to help you with it. Yeah. And it can almost make it worse. Yeah, because you're like, wow, I'm messed like, up. Like, yeah. great. Or like, or it's yeah. like, oh, you're fine. Just be positive. And then you're like, <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, that's the number. And like, it's got, I feel so bad for those people too, because they don't really know what to say. And they're like, just be positive. And you're like, well, Thanks. thanks. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. And like, that's what you need to hear. But it's like, oh, man, like, like, so if that's what I need to hear, like, uh, like, why did I just go to, you know what I mean? But but like, also, I that's you almost just like need someone to relate to. Yeah. So I would find myself going to the Internet. And every time it was an interview or an article or something, it was so uh, refreshing, Mm -hmm. which is why stuff like this is really helpful, I think, to people to be able to listen to. For sure. um, Because yeah, it's it's nice to know you're not alone. Yeah. But what so for people who don't know, for people who haven't maybe seen your Instagram lives or hear, mm. heard you talk about mental health before, what is your relationship like with your mental health? Yeah, I mean, when I was younger, I think I was around like se- seven or eight. It was mm-hmm. kind of weird because I was such like a happy kid and like yeah. everyone was just like, oh, like, you know, I was like the class clown. Like mm-hmm. I was so obnoxious. Oh my goodness. But um, I was energy. one of the lows. Yeah. <laughs> always getting yelled at for yeah, talking and stuff. That was me too. <laughs> oh yeah. And making jokes. It was so bad. Um, And I always had a really good relationship with my parents. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, so I started having panic attacks. And at the time, mm-hmm. my parents didn't really know what it was because I would keep saying that like my stomach hurt. And yeah. I was like, ow. And then like an hour later, I'd just be completely fine. My parents were like, what? Like, so they didn't really know what to do. And um, my dad studied psychology in like college. So that's cool. That was really cool. um, Because, you know, it took him a while just because he was like, there's no way she has like anxiety. Like Mm -hmm. she's so happy. And that's like the number one misconception is Mm -hmm. people are just like, oh, they're so happy, blah, blah, blah. But that's nothing. Like sometimes sometimes whoa, some people who are like making jokes all the time, that's like a coping mechanism, you yeah. know what I mean? So you never know. But anyways, um, yeah, so that journey was very interesting. It was really bad. Like I couldn't really go to school. Um, oh, wow. And it was really weird because 
um, musical theater and singing and stuff mm-hmm. was like my way of coping and it was almost like my it was very therapeutic but then at the same time my anxiety would like hold me back from doing that so it was a constant like struggle of like getting on stage but like um, once you were on stage you felt good but it was like the the barrier of getting to that and sometimes I'm like I can't do it but yeah I just kept seeing it kind of as like quote-unquote like battles mm-hmm. per se because like you're like okay if I just get through this like once I'm mm-hmm. done with it and I like win it's gonna feel so good that you yes. accomplished it so I kind of took it like one step at a time so you get off on stage and you're like oh like I beat it like yeah. I did it wait did someone give you that like did is that something you came up with on your own or was that something yeah. that someone taught you yeah it was something I just came oh, I up love with that. yeah so you would just look at it like okay I'm feeling anxious about like for example going on stage and doing this dance performance. Yeah. And then you would think like, okay, I'm I'm going to battle and it's going to feel really good when I win. Yeah, exactly. And so you would kind of go in with that mentality. That's really cool. Yeah. So that helped me a lot. And I, when I was younger, like, you know, doing acting, singing, mm-hmm. dancing was like my biggest dream, but I thought it wasn't going to be possible because so many times I was just like, I can't do this. So I'm so grateful that mm-hmm. I think it's just like being open about it, like having conversations with people, like yeah. even you're being open with your parents mm-hmm. or a guardian or yeah. anyone who um you like really trust mm-hmm. and um kind of just, yeah, just like being open yeah. about it, even though it's so scary and I still have problems like being open about yeah. it too. Yeah. So like I totally get it, but um, it definitely helps. So when with your, you were saying your dad at first was kind of like, there's no way she has anxiety. Yeah. How did like, at what point were you guys, did you guys realize, okay, this is what that is? Yeah. Um, it was kind of, it was like a process because I didn't even know what was going on. And yeah. You just were like, this isn't, I just am freaking out. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't know why I'm mm-hmm. feeling like this. It's really scary. Um, But yeah, my dad was just doing a lot of research and he was like, this makes the most sense. Mm-hmm. And then I like went to a therapist mm-hmm. and we talked about it and then she like helped me like through it and yeah. kind of like went to the root of where, like, it was where, where it was coming from. from. Yeah. yeah. For me, it was like health. It's so mm-hmm. weird. Like my fear was like, I was going to go on stage and I was going to like pass out or like throw up or like like I don't Mm -hmm. know having like I would have anxiety about having anxiety on stage yeah so I was afraid Mm -hmm. that I was gonna go on stage and have a panic attack in front of everyone I was very similar growing up because I grew up dancing and singing and acting Mm -hmm. as well Mm -hmm. and like there were many times where you know it was like the audition for the play And I would, I was like prepared and I was ready and I was excited and I knew my song, like I knew everything. Mm -hmm. And then like the line to, you know, the line of people waiting for your turn to go on stage and do your part. I was just feeling like I'm going to die. I'm going to die. I'm going to die. I think I'm going to die. I'm going to go in there. I'm going to pass out and I'm going to die. That was all I could think about. Yeah. And I would get out there and it was, I would just almost, um, freeze up, right? But once I finally would just start doing it, yeah. it would maybe take me a couple seconds, then I was totally fine. Mm-hmm. And then once I was actually in the performance and I was out there performing again, it's the best thing. It's like yeah. it's a euphoria, but mm-hmm. it's that barrier between of I, I guess it's kind of like the fear of all the bad things that could happen. For sure, yeah. No, yeah. yeah. And then like my dad would always say when you like close your eyes, just like picture yourself doing it because mm-hmm. a lot of like humans, like they naturally mm-hmm. are just like, this is the worst thing that's going to happen. And this is going to happen. And this is going to yeah. happen. But like, we're just, we're thinking way far into the future. Yeah. Of like the worst, worst thing. Case yeah. yeah. I'm like, I was afraid that I was going to have a panic attack on stage when I wasn't yeah. even anxious. 
And then I would make myself anxious about being anxious. I'm like, what is going on? It's like this vicious cycle. And it's so weird because saying it out loud, it sounds so Mm. like, what? Just stop. But like, you can't. You can't. When you're you're in it, you can't. And it's funny that it's, what's interesting is once you're aware that that's what it is, once you can label it as like, I'm feeling anxious, I think it's so much easier to manage it because when you don't know why you're feeling that way, it really does feel like something bad is going to happen. It's scary. Yeah. Yeah. Because you're like, no one else is feeling, you look around the room, everyone's like smiling, whatever. Mm. And you're like, no one is feeling like this. Yeah. Like I'm, I, what is going on? Because all, and the other thing is people don't see people who, it feels like everyone can tell. But But people can't tell. And so what else is crazy is everyone around you can be going through the same thing. And you're like, oh, this girl over here, she's so calm. She's going to be fine. She's going to get the part. And I'm over like, I'm going to die. This is crazy. How is she so calm? And her head is, she's doing the same exact thing. Oh my gosh, Meg is so like, I'm going to die. Meg is so calm. Totally. And even just with performing in general, I feel like getting on stage and like Mm. saying, no matter how the performance goes, like say it's like, you're like, that was the worst performance of my life. The fact that you even perform, like, I don't think people even realize how hard it is to, like, just get on stage and just yeah. do anything in front of a group of people. Oh, it's a total win when when you're done. Yeah, like, that is one of the hardest things you can, even if you're making a speech or, mm-hmm. like, a class presentation, mm-hmm. like, that's so hard. Especially because people like to make fun of the underdog. And yeah. no one is perfect when they first start. You're never mm-hmm. going to be the best dancer when you're starting or the best singer or the best, uh, you know, like public speaker. Yeah. And so having the guts to go up and suck is so brave. And like, you have to suck for a while before of you're course. good. Of course. That's how you're going to get better. And that's yeah. How you're you never just going to like be good all of a sudden. Even if you say, you know, you book the first thing you go out for, you're going to be learning the whole time you're working yes. through that because no one is born knowing how to do, do something. Exactly. That's why ugh, props to comedians. I don't know. Like that is like that. It just gives me chills. Like going up there, you make a joke and everyone's like, like that is so. Oh, it's hard. I did. I had started doing a little stand up at the beginning of the year because I because again, it was one of those things where I was like, oh, that scares me. Yeah. And you're like, let's do it. Yeah. What's hard about that is when you're performing as an actor or a dancer or a singer, you Mm. you have your lines, you know what you're doing and you 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 can control it. You can be in character or whatever. When you're doing stand-up, it is you. And so <laughs> you, if people don't like it, you're like, you don't like me. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. It's less if you don't like the role or you didn't like the dance or you didn't like the song or yeah. whatever, but it's more about, it's like you. So, but it's also freeing because mm. you are just being yourself. Yeah. So it's kind of, it's it's like a weird. That's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. And I also feel like just with performing in general, like being good. And I feel like a lot of the pressure comes from like social media, if that makes sense. Because like people are just constantly scrolling. They're like, oh, Mm -hmm. she's doing this and he's doing this and they're doing this. And you're like, "Um, what am I doing? Like, yep. Mm -hmm. And even though your accomplishments are like the best thing in the world and, and you sound almost spoiled because you have all these amazing opportunities. Mm-hmm. Like you're looking at your phone and you constantly think that you're doing nothing, right. even though especially, you are. Especially you know? kind of like going back to the beginner's mindset, right? Especially when like, say you just decided I'm going to start learning guitar or whatever. And you're obviously not good. Like you suck because you're just yeah, starting. Of course. Yeah. And then you go on social media and you're seeing, you know, John Mayer, Mayer, Mayer and all these Mayer. people. Yeah. yeah. And because you're probably following these pages to, to get better. You're inspired about this. And then you, at the end of the day, it's really easy to either be inspired by it or really let it bring you down. Yeah. And I think with social media, um, 
it can be like a back and forth. There are times where yeah. I go on and I feel very inspired and motivated by other people. And mm-hmm. then there are times where I go on and I'm like, gosh, I'll never be that good. <laughs> yes. There's no way. There's no in between. Yeah. It's either like the two separate sides. Mm-hmm. I totally feel that. I think it has a lot to do with the mindset that you're in when you that day. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and yeah. that's another problem. I feel like just because of intent, like attention spans, we just scroll and like oh. there's a new thing every day and new drama and mm. new whatever every day that our moods are just so just it's, sporadic. Yeah. I mean, know? we're already just as human beings, like we're already always all over the map. But yeah, we, when it comes to like you're saying social media and the news yep. and like knowing all the stuff that's going on, it's really hard to so, you know, and even just when you're scrolling, you just made a good point. You might see like a really special positive post. And then the next thing is something really dramatic and terrifying. So you're on an emotional roller coaster as all you're there day. for five seconds, just scrolling through social media. You feel like five different things. Yeah. And you're moving can change like like that yeah just it, it's it's absolutely crazy yeah and I think that's probably why our society is starting to become well first of all the millennials and like mm-hmm. gen z mm-hmm. gen x gen z gen one of those yeah. one of the gens, one of the gens. <laughs> like the the younger generations right yeah. now the cool uh-huh. thing about them is that I think they're starting to be aware of like their mental health and in the yeah. past mental health was again it was always related to like mental illness you're crazy you're they would the loony bin that kind of stuff yeah and so people were really afraid to say that they were anxious or that they had depression and now it's especially like with covid people are like yeah this is something that mm-hmm. we are all going through yeah. and it's a problem yeah and so people are able to start taking control of it Um, Which I think is really special because in the past, I think it's been just so stigmatized and I can't, it's already so isolating to be feeling that, but imagine it in a time where you are looked at and and they're just like, there's nothing, no way to fix you except for like a lobotomy or electric chair. Yeah. It's crazy. (laughs) It's so crazy to think about. Like, and just like how like far we've come with all of that. I also feel like, like a generation before us, they didn't really know how social like just phones in general like they're like that doesn't affect my mental health like what are you talking about yeah like but i feel like now people are becoming much more aware of that Mm -hmm. um have you seen the um oh the social dilemma (laughs) it's my favorite i watched it three times i was just on that wavelength with you yeah it's i was like i was it was giving me anxiety while i was watching it yeah but at the same at the same time i was part of me was thinking like gosh there's no way of coming back from this and the other part of me is like now we have the tools and the information that's exactly what i was saying i was like now i know how to fix it yeah i'm like i don't feel that like bad about myself because i'm like wow now i know where it all stems from you know what i mean that's so funny i watched it like three times i'm obsessed with it i've been telling everyone Everyone. and their mother and their dog i'm like please watch this watch the social dilemma watch the social (laughs) dilemma it's so good it's really great i mean i think it was really i love well i won't say i was going to say something about the end but i guess we'll just have to watch it yeah for sure the way they end it's funny yeah but um yeah, it's great. And I think kind of going back to support systems, I, I want to like backtrack a little bit because I yeah, think this sure. is important. Yeah, yeah. Your parent, it's really cool. Your dad did research and was like, this yeah. is anxiety and mm-hmm. put you in therapy because that kind of, again, not a lot of people have that support. And mm-hmm. especially from generations above us, like in our parents' generations, I think they're not as aware and in tune with maybe what someone is going through. Mm -hmm. And so it's that whole, oh, well, stop whining, stop crying, stop complaining. You're fine. Like, you're not sick. You know, I used to get the whole, if you're not, you're not bleeding and like, stop whining kind of thing. Yeah. And so I think it's really cool that your parents were 
open to it and understanding and like decided to do something about it because I'm sure that's helped you and and now at, the, at you know 20 still young and being able yeah. to identify that and not only know it for yourself but being able to advocate it for others a lot of that probably comes from them being so proactive about 1000 like I'm so grateful for my parents because they chose to listen and um mm-hmm. like you know I mean, especially when I like wasn't like my dad would always drop me off at school and like I think the one day where they were like, uh, like we mm-hmm. definitely need it because, you know, like kids are like, oh, I'm sick. Like, yeah. I don't want it. Like they thought it was like a social thing, like, mm-hmm. you know, friends at school or whatever. But I my dad opened the door and I literally held on to oh, the car oh, door sad. and I was like screaming because yeah. I didn't want to. And you were like eight. Yeah, I oh. was like eight. And my my dad was like, this is like, OK, this is not. Mm this is definitely something like bigger. Um, And yeah, it was just, and then they also like threatened because they didn't know like what was going on. And like, Mm -hmm. I would just like walk out on like recitals and all of this Mm -hmm. and I was losing all my interest. And they were like, threatened to like take all of these things away and everything they said, Mm -hmm. I was like, I don't care. I don't care. Just take me home. So like, that's when they were like, oh, this is actually Uh like, this is like a, she's not being dramatic or like, just get over it. They're like, okay, this is a problem. So I think with parents too, it's really important to listen to your kids as well because they're also yeah. so much like kids like absorb so much stuff and they're like way smarter mm-hmm. than like people um, give them the credit for. Exactly. Yeah. Um. So I think that's like really important as well. But I mean, obviously, so many people's families are, mm-hmm. are different. Um, yeah. Like people come from so many different backgrounds. I think just having a trusted adult, even if it's at school, even if it's mm-hmm. like the guidance counselor. Yeah. The guidance counselor at my school was the best woman ever. Like, oh. and you know, sometimes they don't even have to like give you like specific advice, just like so you could talk about your problems and they just, just getting listen. It out. Like even therapy or like yeah. a teacher. Yeah. Like, but it's really great you know? when, like you're saying, your parents, um, when you have, when they, they listen to you, because I think yeah. with, a, especially with kids, everybody, but especially with kids, you, they haven't yet allowed society to completely muzzle them, right? They, they yeah. say how they feel and that's why they'll throw a temper tantrum or yeah. they'll, this, they say what's on their mind, even if sometimes you're like, oh, don't say that. You yeah, know what yeah. I mean? Oh, for sure. But, um, so normally I think we look at it and we're like, you know, it's, it's a problem or you're always whining or what's wrong. Like there's nothing, hap- nothing that we can see is wrong. So yeah. we're like, you're fine. You're not sick. You're okay. You just don't want to go to school or whatever. Yeah. But in reality, there, I think it's important to listen to what they're saying because there is something behind it. Yeah. Like my, li- my niece, she's uh, six and she's in first grade and she's um, in Wyoming and it's a similar situation. Yeah. Like she's been having a hard time with school because so she's coming home and her lunchbox is still full or she's like having stomach aches and having to go home from school and and like all this stuff and my sister-in-law's like i think it's i think she's having anxiety yeah and she's doing the exact same thing yeah Yeah. she's like i don't want to go to dance i don't want to and all these things that she loves yeah and um I think again it's that that stigma of they're they're six how could they have anxiety yeah well like what do they have to have anxiety about they're like yeah like what what are you worried about exactly that's like the biggest stigma is like and even like it I think it's really terrible when like celebrities who are super well off like Mm -hmm. of course and they come out with their anxiety story they're like oh like you can't like it's it's so because everyone's story is so Mm -hmm. different like no one's story is different no one 
I, it's bad to like, oh, like my story is worse than you, like blah, blah, blah. That's yeah. not the case because- You can't compare struggles. No, because everyone is so different mm-hmm. and everyone goes through very traumatic things. And, and like, it's they're all, all right, valid. And it's all valid. Yeah. So- yeah, I think that whole thing, that whole stigma is crazy. Any Like anyone from any walk of life could, you know. Well, because here's the thing. Like I've, I've said this before in another episode, but I had these two mentors, um, mm-hmm. Michelle and Robert Cole, and they led me through a really cool exercise that was like, for example, I'll do it with you, right? Yeah. So somebody might say, oh, Meg Donnelly, like how, what, sh- what does she have to be worried about? She's famous and like she's doing everything she wants. What does she have? Well, then the answer is, well, who was Meg Donnelly before Meg Donnelly was a famous actress? Oh, she was a girl. Well, who was she before she was a girl? I don't know, like a baby in a belly. Yeah. Who was she before that? She was just an egg, right? So like you can do that with anybody. Everybody breaks down to the same thing. And so, yeah, just because you have a success that someone else maybe strives to or can't understand, Mm -hmm. that doesn't make you less of a human. You're still a human. Your struggles are just different and not as easily able to be comprehended by someone who's in a different phase of their life. Of course. Yeah. And so I, I think a lot of times it's like, oh, why are you, the people are like, why are you crying in your Porsche or, or like, how are you sad in your mansion and stuff? And a mansion or a Porsche, like that is, there's that no is, meaning to that. No. And no. that doesn't fix, like a Porsche isn't going to fix depression. You might be happy when you get it or you might feel good when you're driving it. But if you're deeply sad inside, driving in your Porsche is not going to fix it. No. Not and at all. so I think that's like money is, buy can't happiness. It's so cliche, but it's yeah, so true. Money like, can't buy ca- buy happiness. And also back to being a kid, it's so easy to look at like, oh, kids, their life is so easy. What do they have to worry about? Yeah. You know, you don't you don't know what's you going no on in idea. their head. Not why they're all. stressed out. You don't hear what little kids say to them at school, or maybe the conversation they overheard Heard. about their parents, yeah. mm-hmm. or just like a thought that's in their head and because they've been having a bad dream and they can't stop. Over, I had such bad anxiety when I was younger about being left in the car because my parents, my, like like my dad would or my mom would go to the grocery store and leave me in the car um, with the doors locked and the car running, right? Um, and I was always terrified because I had this dream all the time that <laughs> someone so, like came in and like drove away. That Corella Deville came into the <laughs> car and threw a bag of puppies in the back seat and no drove way. off. And I had this dream all the time that I would I got kidnapped by Corella Deville, and so I was like always afraid of cars. I was always afraid of, I just was deadly afraid that Corella DeVille was going to kidnap yeah, me. Yeah. But that's, I mean, so irrational to anybody else. But as a child, I it's was real. really like, afraid <laughs> that someone was going to steal me. Yeah. And so I, again, you just can't like, it's so important to listen to your kid. Yeah. And mm-hmm. yeah. Even I, now, like when I take showers, like even though I'm not a little kid anymore, like I'm afraid it is going to come out yeah. even now. Oh yeah. Like, you know, in the shower when you close your eyes and you're like, nope, I can't. Oh, for you're, sure. You think well, a demon's I, just going to be right here. Did you ever watch nah. the Spice Girls movie by any chance? Oh, I think I have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's a point in the Spice Girls movie where a paparazzi comes out of the toilet at night while they're sleeping and like no. takes pictures of them. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Did and you so have a fear? I, I had this fear that someone lived in like in the toilet and my brother would always tell me oh it's the doctor if you don't go get your shots the doctor will give you a shot through the toilet 
So I was no deadly way. afraid of the toilet as a child. I like had to sit to the side. Yo, and I look used to it. think like sharks and snakes could come out of there and I'd be so scared. That's so funny. I used to be so scared so of the toilet scary. too. I'm like, where does that go? I'm, I know. I'm right? like, who's going to come out of this? Exactly. Yeah. And so, so I always had that fear. Obviously, I'm over that fear, but still to this day, I have to have the light on in the bathroom. Yeah. When oh, I'm no, going to the bathroom. Too. Yeah. No, showers freak me out just because I can't do horror <laughs> movies. I cannot do horror movies. When I was little, like, you know, when you're like 11, 12, you're like, your friends are like, let's watch horror movies. And it used to haunt me. Yeah. And every time my parents are like, don't watch a horror movie. I'm like, I'm fine. fine. Like, I'm like mature now. <laughs> and oh, I can't do them. Oh. No, it's so terrifying. But I love Halloween. Uh, it's like my favorite. It's I'm just a walking con. It's a, a walking <laughs> contradiction. Yeah, I, love I feel Halloween. like we all are, though. And that's kind <laughs> of a fun fact, too, because I think when people say like, oh, you can't be a celebrity and have this or you can't be a child and have this, what people don't realize or like you can't compare your problems. Everyone is everything. Like mm -hmm. I know that sounds weird, but you, everyone has happiness. Everyone has sadness. Everyone yeah. has anger. You know, everyone has struggles. And like you can be two things at once. You can be happy and sad. You can be excited and stressed. Like you can be more than Both, one thing yeah. at once. And so people can look at you and be like, you have so much to be happy for. Why are you blah, blah, blah. And it's like, yes, I am happy. You're correct. You know, oh, she was always such a happy kid. How could she have anxiety? I was. You could be yeah. happy and anxious. Of course you can. You're yeah. not always just one thing. That's and me right there. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, I'm happy and Hi. anxious. <laughs> nice to meet you. No, no, it's so true. Yeah. Yeah, because it doesn't take away from your happiness. Mm -hmm. It doesn't take away for what you're grateful for. Yeah. Like, you know, people like why are you always worrying? Like mm -hmm. it that takes away from nothing. Like totally. that's just who you are. And the most important thing I think I've realized that like, growing up is even, you know, I still battle with it every day. It's obviously not as intense mm -hmm. like when I was a kid and I'm very grateful for that. you probably know how to manage it a little exactly. bit. Yeah. And that's the thing is with this generation as well, I feel like a lot of people, well, not everyone, I'm not speaking for everyone, but mm -hmm. like some people, at least me, mm -hmm. I thought that I had to like beat it. I'm like, my dream is- Like you could cure it. Yeah, I'm like, mm -hmm. my, when I was younger, people would ask me, what's your dream? And I would be like, to have no anxiety. And people were like, oh, that's deep. I'm like, oh. But, <laughs> sorry. but I'm sorry. You're like nine. Sorry, I took a I want to oh. never be anxious again. <laughs> again, they're like, ooh. Um, but you like realize that's just, you just have to deal with it. And you have mm -hmm. to learn how to manage it and deal with it. Because it's never going to go away. That's just how yeah. your brain works. It's how you're wired. That's just, just the way it is. You have to accept it. You just yeah. have to accept it and mm -hmm. you just have to live with it and you know your limits, especially I feel like a lot of times too, you know, I'll go to like a crowded place or something mm -hmm. and I'm like, no, I have to be here because everyone else is fine with it. But even just being like, hey guys, like I'm just going to stay back. That's not a problem yeah. at all. And no one's going to be like, oh, and if mm -hmm. they do, then like, then whatever. Boo. Like, yeah. <laughs> boo on le them. Leave them. Yeah. Yeah. I um, think it's important to know your triggers. Yes. And to like and they're different for everybody. Yeah. And to put your self-care first. I think that's really important, too, because mm -hmm. I feel like, you know, when you're a kid, you're like, oh, I just want to do what everyone else is doing. But and make everybody else happy. Yeah. But sometimes it's very taxing on you mm -hmm. and on your mental. I learned that as well. Yeah. I'm like, why am I pushing myself when I'm, I'm not going to be OK at the end of this? So like, you know, just, mm -hmm. you know. Sometimes like yeah. being at home is good too. But yeah, then I struggle. There's the balance, I think. Like there's the, yes. the balance of should I, am I not wanting to do this because I'm anxious about doing it and I know I'll have fun when I'm there? Or exactly. do I know that I'm not 
in a place to be there right now and it's not gonna it's not gonna be good for me to be there once and if you're anxious about getting there kind of like you're anxious to go perform but you know you're gonna have fun when you're doing it of course yeah look at that like you were saying as like the little battle Mm -hmm. and once you're there you'll have fun Mm -hmm. but if you know like i know i if i go to so-and-so's birthday I am just in a bad mental space and I'm not going to have fun and I'm not going to contribute to it. It's okay to just take a mental night for yourself. Of course. Yeah. And then also you're not doing like anyone because if you're like, oh, I want to be there because everyone else like wants me to be there and I'm letting them down. It's like if you go there and you're not okay, people are going to be worried about you. Yeah. They're going to be like, are you okay? Do you need anything? Blah, blah, blah. So you're almost like, you know, you're not like ruining their night but like but it's not it's just not helping anyone no so like if you could just stay home and work through it exactly and then the next time you feel good you go see them again and then Mm -hmm. every it's all better you know what i mean yeah so um and if they're like your like real true friends and you love them so much they Mm -hmm. will completely understand for sure and that's really important is having a good circle too yeah speaking on that so for people who don't who've never experienced anxiety or for someone who's listening to this who has and they're Mm -hmm. like oh I want to show this to my loved one and so they understand yeah how would you explain it to somebody who's never felt it what it feels like Ooh, that's a good question um it's kind of like like when you have it's like almost everything around you kind of you know like the sharp <laughs> this is like a crazy analogy you know like the sharpen effect on Instagram like when you yes. like put it all the way uh-huh. and like it's just really when you look around like all of your senses are just so heightened so like it like the world almost looks fake in a way if that mm-hmm. makes sense like oh, for sure. it's just very sharp and cuz you, everything's like whoa you're like overstimulated exactly mm-hmm. and um you you have like a shortness of breath that you mm-hmm. almost feel like trapped mm-hmm. and there's no way out so you're like in a little box and yeah. you're trying to breathe properly because it's like you're breathing out of like a little tube, tube. Mm-hmm. yeah like a straw yeah <laughs> tube a little <laughs> straw so it's like very shortness of breath mm-hmm. and you feel claustrophobic yeah even though you're in a big space mm-hmm. so i feel like that's what it's kind of like and also when you're going through it too people are always like are you okay what's going on what are you feeling but you literally can't speak a lot I mean yeah. at least for me mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of people are different like some people you know mm-hmm. I, this is just my experience I guess with it, how I would explain yeah. it but um it's just really hard because you you feel bad because there, people are trying to help you but sometimes you're just like I, I, There's I, I don't know what to do, do. Yeah. yeah yeah so um yeah. Yeah, that's good. I for me, a lot of times when I'm feeling really anxious, I mm-hmm. almost kind of similar to what you're saying in terms of trying to get breath, I almost feel like there's something on my chest. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. I just kind of can't breathe. You can't and I like know fully I need, breathe. Yes. Like yeah. you want to take a deep breath, but you feel like your lungs aren't fully expanding. Yeah. And what and that makes you feel almost like you go into this panic of like, I can't I can't breathe. Yeah. And then um it also, I feel like I kind of like you're saying the world sharpens. I feel like I get tunnel vision and in a sense, like everything around me. You hear every like, like conversation. and Yeah, like, like everything is is hyper, uh, I don't know, like turned up. But at the same time, I feel like this little bubble that I'm in. It's almost like uh, like you, the world stops and it's just you and you have no control. Yeah, it's almost like. It's like really weird too. It's like you're going in slow motion, but like mm-hmm. the world is, is like going not, fast. Is, yes. So you're just like, oh, like I need to 
like slow down. Another thing too, it sounds so cliche, but if you're ever going through that, because everyone gets panic attacks Mm -hmm. in their life, feel like even in the like older, like, you know, Mm -hmm. parents or like grandparents are like, I never have, but it definitely did. Yeah. It just like wasn't talked about a Mm -hmm. lot and it could be, you know, math test tomorrow yeah like you didn't study and it's mm-hmm. like a like detrimental to your grade and then yeah. you start like panicking you start mm-hmm. freaking out everyone goes through that yeah so it's sometimes very it's common. just i think like the dif- the difference is it, how regularly it happens and for yes. how long because like i think sometimes when i was watching your ig live with the um with the anxiety yeah, specialist yeah. Mm-hmm. he was saying anxiety is a normal human emotion yes which i never 100%. thought about it that way. yeah but like being someone who has anxiety rather than being like oh i feel a little anxious about this it's sometimes it just comes out of nowhere and you don't know why it's happening yeah because like you can feel anxious mm-hmm. you can feel depressed you can yeah. feel sad but it's different from being like i have anxiety i mm-hmm. i am depressed you know what yeah, i mean it's very sure. different because those are very common emotions but mm-hmm. it's like when it becomes you know a quote-unquote you know you should seek help for yeah. it is when it happens for like no reason like yeah. technically subconsciously there is a reason for it and there is but you just don't know what it where it's coming yeah from. so it's yeah. like oh, I have a test tomorrow. I feel anxious. That's like, you know, you feel anxious. Mm. But if you're just like walking through the street and all of a sudden you get anxious and you're like, why am I? That's like when it's, and it happens like a lot. Yeah, I catch you know? it when that happens to me. I catch what I what ends up always kind of being the root of it is I've got too many things in my yep. head <laughs> yeah. that are just like overplaying, overplaying, overplaying. Mm-hmm. And it makes me unable to be present in this moment and mm-hmm. make decisions about what is happening now. Like, what am I going to eat? What am I going to drink? Am I, it's, is it time for bed? All these like basic things that need to happen, but I'm overplaying the most simple thing in my head. And what helps me personally is to write it out or like re- yes. do a voice recording. If I can't, if I don't have someone to talk to, I will just write it out or I just have to get it out of me because once it's out of my head, I feel clear like I can think about something else because I thought about it I gave it attention and and bye yeah because also when you write it like as well and you like see it on paper you're like oh yeah that's what I was especially if you write it a lot right if you have the same thought a lot and you write it a lot you're like I'm sick of hearing myself talk about this yeah like because you have like five voices in your head and Mm -hmm. they're like going back and forth you're like you know what hold on one sec like I'm just gonna write it down and then I, uh, for me too, is like, I always write stuff down as well. Or like, mm-hmm. even just in my notes. I do Sometimes, that too. Yeah. yeah. I'll overthink about the craziest things. Yeah. Like unimaginably, like mm-hmm. you're like, what? But I'll like write it down and then I look at it and I'm like, eh, well, all right. Yeah. I'm like, I don't know what, whatever. I like okay, to write it on. down and then look back at it later. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, Pfft. and be like, <laughs> yeah. okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, but if, but that's the hard thing about talking to people sometimes in the moment yeah. is they have that logic and you're still in the emotion, right? Yeah. And so you need validation and mm-hmm. someone's going to be like, it's not that big of a deal. And that is annoying. You're yeah. like, no, it is. Cause I feel it. Yeah. And for so sure. sometimes it is good to just get it out without or, or telling someone, like, I just need you to listen to yeah. me. I don't need advice. Because nine times out of ten, you already know the advice yeah. that you need. But sometimes it even helps. I'll, like, call my mom, like, even if I'm mm-hmm. on set. And I'm, like, I'm, fe- I'm like, freaking out about in January, like, yeah. blah, blah, what, what I'm going to do on the Friday. Right. Like, can you please just talk me down? And my mom's, like, stop. And I'm, like, oh, 
you're right. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. Bye. <laughs> yeah. Like sometimes it just helps like for someone to be like, you're overreacting. Mm. It's not a big deal. Just focus on what you're doing now. You're fine. I'm like, like what uh, you can control right. in this moment. Exactly. And mm. just hearing someone mm. being like, you're being irrational. You're like, okay, thanks. Yep. You know, it's different um, for like certain things. But yeah, no, I, I totally agree with that. It's hard enough to be a teenager, especially in this current social climate. The mental health of our teens should be a priority. No one gets that better than our friends at Teen Counseling. Teen Counseling is an online e-counseling platform designed specifically for teens so that you can get help anytime, anywhere. To receive a seven-day free trial and 10% off your first month, sign up at teencounseling.com slash teen. Remember, it's okay to not be okay. Ask for help. Kind of going back on the social media thing, because we were talking mm, about this, right? Mm-hmm. I think social media is uh, really challenging because I think it does affect... There are so many beautiful, wonderful things about social media. Of course. And there are great accounts that are really helpful, like accounts that promote mental health and mm. share really important messages. Mm. But also, not all of us follow only those accounts. And then what happens is it really can affect our mental health. Yeah. So I'm kind of curious about like your relationship with social media mm. and like and how that relates to your relationship with your mental health. It definitely affects my mental health a lot. Mm. I mean, even just during like March and April of this year, 2020, um, yeah. it was brutal. I was like, because I'm also like super extroverted, like being mm. introverted because I just so many thoughts go through my head all the time at once. So yeah. like when I'm alone by myself in my room, like it's just, you know, those when you're like about to sleep and you're yeah. like, wow, that thing I said five years ago, I can't believe I said that. Oh my you know gosh, I mean? that happens to me all the time. I'm yeah. like, oh, that one time I'm I like, said that thing me. to that person. Oh my God. I'm, I'm like, everyone for. hates me. Great. Yeah. This is awesome. So yeah. I like, that's kind of what it was. And I was like, I don't know why I'm feeling like this, like whatever. Mm. And then I was thinking about it and I was like researching it. And I was like, I have been on my phone for 17 hours a day. I'm like, oh my goodness. And like, this was before Social Dilemma came out. So (laughs) if I had that, I'd be like, oh, easy. But um, I started to realize like it was like a direct correlation. Like Mm -hmm. even if you don't feel like it, even if you're watching the happiest videos in the world, just scrolling through things every single day, it takes a toll on you. You Mm -hmm. almost become addicted to your phone and I also noticed 100% become addicted. Yeah. And I noticed that it was like changing my sleep schedule because I'd be so tired because I would just stay up and go down a rabbit hole. I'm like, oh, it's 5 a.m. That's great. Which and also looking at the blue light for that long is not good for your brain. I think they say within two hours before you go to bed, you shouldn't Look no, yeah, light. yeah, because your brain is just overstim because you're looking at so many different mm-hmm. things, and then you click on this, and then this, and this, mm-hmm. and your brain's like, "What is going on here?" Yeah. So it's- what you said earlier actually was something I had never thought about. Kind of is just when you're scrolling in the roller coaster, right? And kind of that that connection of you really can't, um, like, you can't. Obviously, our brain is always thinking different things nonstop, but. When you're focusing for even if it's just one second, and you're super hyper focused on this and it's really happy. And then the next thing is like super depression, depressing. And you're just doing that. But think about that. Sometimes we're on our phone for six hours a day and yeah. you are literally putting yourself through feeling the highest highs and the lowest lows. And I wish I had that and I don't have this and I can't believe I wore that. And I and all your yeah. thoughts are just and then so when you turn it off. I feel like your brain is still going that fast yeah. and thinking about all those things because you looked at it for a second and you went past it, but it's your brain, it's still in there. 
No, it's so bad. And even like when you post something and then it doesn't have, you know, you look at the comments and like only like some of your friends commented on it and you're like, well, that wasn't a good post or like mm. just simple things like that. Or oh, like, yeah. <laughs> or like you, I am so bad with like archiving mm -hmm. because I'll look through my social media. Like, I mean, I'm sure people already know. I, I'll have like 200 posts one day and then like 150 the next yeah. and then like 85. Then mm -hmm. like I just keep archiving because I'm like, I can't believe I look like that. And I put blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. Like I'm like, this is not how I want people to see me. This is not. And it's so exhausting. And then you realize like I'm wasting so much time on what my Instagram, like an app on my phone. Mm -hmm. And I'm worrying about that. Like it's just insane. It's, it's sad. It's But the thing that's crazy about it is and frustrating is that we are all there all doing it and you know i think with filters and this and that all of a sudden there's this pressure that and you like how everybody's like aesthetic is if you're if you look at it and it's, it doesn't seem appealing or this or that yeah it's so easy to just go down this rabbit hole and get in your head yeah i do it all the time and it's yeah it's just really frustrating because you just put so much effort into your phone mm -hmm. and then at the end of the day like what is that do like it does what did not, you gain like what did you, you learn and anything. how did you move forward nothing which is also easier said than done though because i'm aware of that and i can tell myself hey i'm gonna put these limits on my phone i don't need to be on here what could i be doing i could i could be going for a walk i could go for a hike i could write i could do yeah. something creative like, I could, eh, like that's fine yeah. i just rather like stay here and look at my phone you know and then and then at the end of the day you're wondering why you're sad well, because, because you watched everybody on the internet do all do these things it. that you didn't go do. Exactly. <laughs> no, for sure. I totally agree. And yeah, so that's how I realized it was a direct correlation because I would just, even just looking through Instagram and just, you know, it's really cool that people are like, you know, showing themselves off. You're like, yes, like go. Mm -hmm. Like, it's mm -hmm. great that like also just body positivity and yeah. like people are just owning it and you're like, this mm -hmm. is so sick. But you like subconsciously don't realize it, but you're just constantly comparing yourself to all of these girls. Mm -hmm. Or like, especially, I feel like it's with men too, of course. Like, I'm yeah. sure it's the same thing. But like, just since I'm a girl, like mm -hmm. I just know from my point of view, like I feel like like the girl community, it's very just the standards of like beauty and like what you have to yes. look like. And it's so scary to me being like 11, 10, 12, like now, because the, you know, the ideal body image is super thin waist, huge mm -hmm. hips, huge boobs, which is it's a huge filter. Butt. It's like a card. It's the Kardashian look. And it's what's hard is people. Yeah. People are even aware that it's not natural. Yeah. But people are still trying to do it and attain yeah. it. And when you're growing up and you go through these awkward phases, like you don't, no one looks like that. No. And that's, and like these 10 year old girls, they haven't even developed yet. They don't mm -hmm. even, that's like not even at all what they're going to look like in a couple mm -hmm. years. And they are like looking at all these girls. They're like, I don't look like this. I'm ugly. But I'm like, you're 10. Yeah. It's like, exhausting. Honestly. It's so scary. And even yeah. with like TikTok, such a great app, waste so much time on it, but mm -hmm. like, <laughs> no, me too. I'm just scrolling through stuff. And yeah. it's definitely made like our generation closer as well, mm -hmm. because it's super relatable. And I it's love, I, I actually think TikTok's great. I, I think it's great I think too. there's a lot of, it depends on what you're consuming, right? You're going to exactly. get more of what you're consuming. Yeah. I, I personally consume a lot of like yeah. how to take care of this plant and like random things like that. Yeah, it's and really so cool. And so when I'm there, I, I catch myself comparing less and I catch myself actually learning more and feeling a yeah. little more creatively inspired than I do on the other For sure. social and media it's apps. Like, and it's like so funny and like people are just super real there. Mm -hmm. And I think that's like the appeal of Very it. Very themselves. Yes. But like the, there's also like a side of it where 
these like younger girls are trying to emulate what yeah you know, you know the TikTok sounds are like mm-hmm. not that I'm like you know a, like narc or anything like that but like this sound like the lyrics of the some I'm like ooh like ooh. I know sometimes <laughs> I see a kid make a video and, yeah. and I'm like I'm like do they know what that means <sighs> yeah like it's yeah painful. exactly yeah. and you know like I'm down for the cause they can do whatever they want mm-hmm. free world but it's just like they're I feel like the younger generation just growing up so fast. And I feel like I grew up so fast because right. of social media. Because and, of social media. But mm-hmm. when I was 11 or 12, like that's when like the iPhone started becoming big. Mm-hmm. So I already had a lot of time without yeah. technology. So mm-hmm. some of these kids are just like on the phone at like two, you know? Yeah. So And and it, kind of going back to what you're saying about this ideal body image that people have and they yeah. see on the internet. Yeah. What's hard is everybody's body is different. And I think like- So different. When you're really skinny, you want to be curvy. Or when you're a little heavier, you want to be skinny. Like it's kind of the grass is much greener thing. I grew always, up yeah. very, very skinny. And I was always eating well. I was active. I was a healthy kid, but I was very skinny. And I remember- when I was on dance team and stuff growing up, I had a friend who was on the team with me where dad would always be like, you need to eat a cheeseburger. Are you anorexic? Do you eat? Like, and that made me so on the opposite end of the spectrum. Whereas somebody who might have someone in their ear being like, you need to lose some weight. You're not healthy. I'm over here wanting to overeat, but I can't gain weight. And so now I'm not eating healthy. So I'm not healthy, but my metabolism is still so fast. So I'm still this skinny kid who's just eating too much and not making healthy choices. And I'm super self-conscious and wanting to wear baggy clothes. Yeah. And then there's the other kid who they might be eating really healthy and their metabolism is different and they can't keep. And so what's hard is then you look, you go on the internet and then you look at a body that no one has. It's completely unattainable. And, and then it's everybody at every stage is wondering, I I don't know. When am I going to get there? Yeah. Yeah. And then, and it's just really hard because I think the thing I love about body positivity is that people are coming out and being like, hey, this is who I am. These are my stretch marks. This is this. But I think it's important to realize that like still everybody's body is like their business. Yeah. It's no one else's business. No, it's so true. And also just with girls in general, I feel like you know, if you post like too much, if you're in a bathing suit, it's like, oh, she's a slut. That's terrible. But then if she's wearing baggy clothes, you're like, oh, are you a boy? Like, I'm like, can anyone win? <laughs> no, like it's it's so terrible. And I, I feel like what's cool about social media is girls are just very more open with that stuff. Mm-hmm. And I feel like e- there's so many things that I didn't even know that I didn't even learn in school about just being a girl that mm-hmm. I learned on social media. Me I'm like, too. when did I, I, who, why don't we learn about this? Like, I know. We learn about everything else, but like how, what it is to be a girl, like how we work, yeah. everything. I'm like, I've learned so much, even just from, Every like social media in general, mm-hmm. like YouTube, TikTok, everything. I know I've learned a lot about womanhood and being and just your cycle more than just like yeah. once a month. What like just all that kind of stuff. And on top of that, I've learned women women aside so much about like the history of cultures and stuff like that. Oh that you don't, my so, goodness! Like yes. that's the benefit of social media: being able to learn other people's experiences, yeah, their upbringing what they face and what we have been blind to or unaware of, um, you know, the privileges that certain people have and like just the things that you don't learn in school. So in that way, social media is great. But it again is still very overwhelming and overstimulating. Yeah. Because you learn so much and you're like, my whole life has been a lie. Mm -hmm. Wow. (laughs) 
Like it's it's crazy. It's, and it's then and then you're like in. wondering. Uh, what am what's wrong with me because I didn't know that and oh and then you think back to all the times you were ignorant or all the times like all these things and so again I think it's the balance of finding a time and place to be on there and consume what you need to consume and then Mm -hmm. being able to unwind and separate yourself from it yeah I think what really helped my mental health is putting a time limit on it Mm -hmm. or like if I wanted to look for something I'm like I'm gonna look for something and then that's it like that's all I'm gonna do because it's really hard to go it's really easy to go down a rabbit hole of yeah this 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 um so yeah i mean it's it's wild but even like in the social dilemma they said that technology is advancing like so fast and yeah. like things are just constantly evolving like blah, blah blah and our brain and our body is prehistoric it's like mm-hmm. we haven't we're not there we yet. haven't mutated at all yeah from like cavemen so yeah you know what i mean it's like so we are we can't like we're process. evolving but it's not not at the rapid pace of, of technology technology because yeah. it's it's like man-made so yeah we can't fully process or we don't even really know what we're processing because our brain's like what is going on yeah yeah my brain is always like what is going, going on, on. Yeah, yeah all the time that's exactly that's exactly where yeah. my brain always is yeah um wow. kind of back on the social media track this is an interesting challenge that you have that might be a little different than some other people too mm-hmm. is for being a disney star mm-hmm. there is very much a stigma around what that looks like and how that is Mm. and I think one thing that people don't take into consideration a lot of times until after the fact is that you're not going to be 16 forever and you are evolving and changing Mm -hmm. and I'm just I kind of would, would love to go into that a little bit like a starting out with what do you feel is the best thing that you've gotten from being involved in the Disney family the best thing I've got, I mean, I could go on and on. Like, I'm so grateful um, mm-hmm. for Disney and all the opportunities that they have given me. And just, I mean, growing up, my dream was to be in like a music, like a high school musical. That was like my everything oh, growing really? up. So it's really cool that I could mm-hmm. be in like a project like that. And it also yeah. like touches on so many social issues. Like it's, I think it's really good for kids to watch. Mm-hmm. So like, I'm really grateful that I'm in there. And then also Addison um the character that I Mm -hmm. play is like so influential and she's incredible and like brave so it's really cool that I can have an effect on younger kids and yeah and yeah for anyone who hasn't seen it um it's called zombies it's called zombies yes um and it's basically about zombies and humans like they can't um live together and there's Mm -hmm. like a huge gate between like the whole town so it's very separated and then humans are like zombies are the worst and Mm -hmm. then my character addison falls in love with the a boy zombie Mm -hmm. named zed and they realize that like each other's sides aren't bad at all and like why that's so synonymous to like i know just I know so many things so many things (laughs) so many things politically that I will not get into right now no but but wow no it's crazy so it it like teaches the younger kids all about just accepting everyone for Mm -hmm. who they are as a person yeah not like the stigma that everyone has in your ear you know Mm -hmm. um so yeah it's really important um for like kids to watch of course so um so that's been really grateful because I feel like I've been able to talk to a lot of kids about like that concept Mm and um, help kids understand. Yeah. So that that's really cool. But yeah, no, like growing up and, you know, taking on a role like that, like mm-hmm. there's kind of like, you know, because kids who are 
six, seven, eight. When they come up to me, if I'm like walking down the street, they'll be like, Addison. So like they they don't know. It's so cute. (laughs) Yeah. So like they don't. And when they're on social media and stuff, like they don't, they can't comprehend the fact that I'm like playing a role. I'm not. Mm -hmm. Not this person. Yeah. I'm like. So that's really hard just like with other acting roles or like also with my music, it's like way more mature, not like lyric wise, but just sound wise. It's just very mature. And like Mm -hmm. I'm very heavily influenced by rap and like Mm R&B and stuff like that because that's how I grew up in like New York. But, you know, Disney's not really. It's different. It's so different. So So there's this break between this character in this world that you mm -hmm. love and you're happy you get to live in. Of course. But once you're out of this, you're also you're you're not Addison you're Meg exactly do you like in what ways do you feel kind of misrepresented or misunderstood Mm -hmm. more in like in your personal life and also like your professional career outside of Disney yeah I feel like the hardest thing I feel like a lot of I mean I'm not speaking for kids who have been on Disney Channel like at all but Mm -hmm. I I feel like it they would say it's relatable that you know you start posting more mature things if you're like oh like you know you're in a bathing suit or you get like a tattoo Mm -hmm. or you are dancing to a song that has curse words in it Mm -hmm. or like you even like say a curse word or something Mm -hmm. so many people will be like well I guess her Disney contract's over I guess you're done with Disney like it's on so many of my posts so many on everyone else who I know they're like oh I guess and (sighs) it's just so frustrating because we're all just like human at the end of the day and obviously I know there's like a young fan base and like you kind of understand that going into Mm -hmm. being on Disney but you know yeah you're not 16 forever and you know I'm like 20. That's a lot of pressure too. Yeah any normal and it's not even Disney it's not even Nickelodeon it's just artists in general who have a younger fan base like Mm -hmm. even like the Justin Bieber's or One Direction or Mm -hmm. they had such a young fan base um, and so they had to hard. watch themselves yeah. as well because, you know, you see so-and-so out drinking a beer or something mm-hmm. and he's 19 years old, like, and people start freaking out because yeah. it's like the younger family. They're like, oh, like, I guess he's mm-hmm. mo-. But every normal, like, 19, 20, 21-year-old is like, Exploring. they're in college. Yeah. They're like, that's just like a normal. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, th- I think people just see actors, singers, like, in this bubble mm-hmm. like they're not actually real human beings oh 100 percent, and it's really strange yeah i think it's hard because especially if you don't grow up in like los angeles or new york or someplace like that mm-hmm. where it's where you, there are people are walking around you and you know these people who are mm-hmm. doing it um it's easy to see them on screen and also you don't realize like what you're seeing on screen was also not it's not live it was recorded sometimes like two years ago yeah. or more yeah, yeah and those people have since grown up and also Mm -hmm. that's a role that they're they're in i mean i've caught myself with stranger things right millie bobby brown she's like i don't know what nine years old or whatever in the first season and then you see her so you you watch the seasons and she's a kid like she's a kid Mm -hmm. and then you see her social media and she's got makeup on and sexy clothes and all this and it's like no she is she's a teenager and she's doing teenager things and she's a beautiful young woman yeah and i think it's hard to see that and differentiate the fact that this is all still valid her as a child and all this but she's just grown up in the public eye and similarly with you so I'm sure there's also a lot of pressure um because say with zombies it's a movie that's going to be out and people will continue to consume it so say you might be 25 years old and a 10 year old is is loving your character Mm -hmm. and then their parent 
could get frustrated because they see what 25-year-old Meg is doing and how that yeah. doesn't correlate with 14-year-old Addison on zombies from years ago. Of course. And I think it's just important to know that people are multidimensional and they, they grow. Yeah. and But I think a really cool positive side of that as well as like we were like talking about before when I first got here like mm -hmm. someone like Taylor Swift you know when I my, at least like my generation I was like what 10 maybe 11 yeah. when she came out with love story and yeah. like the, all those songs and you kind of grow up with her and then when reputation came out yeah. I'm like I don't know like 18 19 mm -hmm. and like she's matured so much but like that's what artists and actors yeah. do they mature that's what humans do humans like Literally. as <laughs> human beings as we we learn more about ourselves and the world mm -hmm. we change and that's so natural and so normal yeah. and healthy but it's hard I think when you fall in love with a, a certain it's kind of probably the reason a lot of marriages don't work out is you fall yeah. in love with this idea of a person yeah but you don't realize this is everyone is changing and ebbing and flowing and it's not fair to just expect somebody to be what you need them to be exactly all the time. yeah yeah even just in friendships too like sometimes yeah. Someone's just not being who you want them to be, but you're like, you don't even mm -hmm. take the time to try and understand like what they're who they going are. through, who yeah. they are. Yeah. It's so, so hard. I, yeah, totally. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's really cool because, you know, the fan base that I have right now, like as I get older, they're going to be older as well. Yeah, they get so, to grow with you. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So I think that's really, really cool as well. Yeah. Um, and I get to like see everyone become older. I'm like, wow, mm -hmm. like that's really cool. So yeah. it's really cool to have an influence and it's like really inspiring. And mm -hmm. it also makes you a better person almost because you're like, yeah. you know what, like, you know, what would they think or like what would like whatever. Like, but that's yeah. just like how I see it. But a lot of people also are just like, I don't want that responsibility. I just want to I don't want to mm -hmm. be a role model. I didn't ask to be a role model. And if they see it like that, then that's totally yeah, fine too. Everyone's different. Because they're just like being actors, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? Um, but like I kind of see it as I don't know, it helps me be a better person. But yeah. that's just how I see it. But well, even just journey doing is this. Fun. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Sorry to mean to cut you off. No, no, no. But oh just God. even doing stuff like this where you're talking about uh, you know, this isn't a way that people have seen you before, but you're yeah. you're talking about something that is going to help people. Yeah. That's really great. Yeah. That's like very honorable. And and just mm -hmm. the fact that you've been doing it more and more on your social media mm -hmm. is you, you've you identified the problem of social media and you're mm -hmm. like taking control over what you can control. Like I'm not going to allow my fans to think that I am just this cookie cutter person. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like a weird balance because sometimes I'm like, I just want to like put all of my information out there and be like, this is who I am. And like, mm -hmm. let's have a conversation and talk, get deep and personal. But then I'm like, Ugh, that's so scary. <laughs> yeah. Like, also, you want to protect yourself. It, it, of course. And yeah. I feel like the more I put out there on social media, the more I'm going to be like, oh, mm -hmm. this is not good. Do you get hate through social media? Are there? Um, to be honest, like I don't really look at that stuff anymore because um, I feel like that's the biggest thing you can. I feel like looking at your comments, it's so like invalid. It's just like whatever. Did um, you like when you were first kind of coming up and getting social media? Was that something that used to affect you? Yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. I used to like look at them. And then if there was one bad comment, I'd be like, well, I should just quit. This is great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so I feel like everyone goes through that, especially mm -hmm. when you're younger, because you're like, yeah. oh, like this is so exciting and new. And, and you're seeking external validation. Of course. Mm -hmm. But even now, I still like will look at comments sometimes and you see 
you know, so much support and you're like, oh, these people are so great. And then there'll be one comment and you're just like, ha, that's funny. Like, oh, good. I don't know. I feel like sometimes I'm just like, they have nothing better to do. Yeah. I feel like when you look at it from that perspective, you're like, they don't know me. Yeah. Like, it's hard to, um, it's hard to try to put yourself in the shoes of the person and what is it that they're going through that makes them feel like they need to say this to me of course (laughs) but even if you're not even if you're not like even if you're just a regular kid Mm. so like in a middle school and there's like one kid who is just like being so mean on social media you're like they don't know me yeah it's easier said than done because even now i do it even with just people i know i get freaked out Mm because i'm like oh this person hates me even though i'm just (laughs) making it all up in my head i know i'm that way um i do it all the time like if you send someone a message and they don't get back to you you're like they hate me or i said something stupid (laughs) i used to be so bad with it i used to like be one of those people who just like text over and over and over again like a crazy person (laughs) and then i stop i realized i'm like i can't put my energy into it because i used to freak out um but now i just like like worrying about how you're coming across kind of yeah, like I'd be like, hey, whatever. They wouldn't respond. And I'd be like, hello, like, hey, well, well. yeah, I was that oh, person. It's so bad and it's really embarrassing. Thing well, about I think now. it's an anxiety thing. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But I realized I'm like, you can't control it because I would always, I, a lot of anxiety comes from the fear of having no control. It's kind of like mm-hmm. where it all stems from. Um, and so I'd be like, oh, like I have to control the situation. But they're thinking something, you can't control people's <laughs> They're thoughts. like showering and lost their phone. Yeah, you're exactly. Like, Do you hate me? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you can't control what they yeah. think. Even at the end of the day, if they're like, oh, everything's fine. Like, I don't hate you. You don't even know what they're thinking. Mm-hmm. So it's just so It's not, and it's exhausting. like almost not even your business. No. And even it's if so it's exhausting. Yeah. And it's just a waste of time. Just do your thing. Mm-hmm. And and also, like, if you have a group of people who are so supportive in you and you love them and there's one person who's not even in your friend group who you're mm-hmm. like, why do they hate me? Like, just focus on the people you love. It's just so true. I've learned that as well. Sort of going back to your social media and saying, you know, people only know like 2% of who I am. Yeah. What is something that you wish you could tell? Like, what is something you wish pe- more people knew about you? I feel like... One of the things that I feel like I don't talk about enough is different cultures and different. Uh-huh. How do I explain this? Like, I'm like obsessed with it. It's like. I saw that you speak Japanese. Yes, I do. <laughs> That's so cool. Yes. That it sounds It sounds like a movie script. But basically, when I was going to high school in New York, there was a Japanese boy band that were exchange students at my <laughs> high school. Oh, cool. And my friend group became friends with them. Mm-hmm. And. Yeah. And then I started learning Japanese because they didn't know English really at all. And I didn't really know Japanese, but. So you guys like helped each other? Yes, exactly. And then I just kept up with it and I still talk to them now. And they're like back in Japan. They're like doing amazing. But yeah, I just get really engrossed. And every time I go to Hawaii, I'm like asking everyone who lives there. I'm like, what about this and this and this and the X, Y, Z? I'm like, and then very intrigued by. Yes. Mm -hmm. And even not even a different country, especially different countries. I remember I went to Paris and I was just watching kids riding their bikes to like a cafe after school. And they're like, they're like drinking coffee and have like little baguettes and stuff. (laughs) And I'm like, that is it's like the simplest thing. And they're not even thinking about it Mm -hmm. because that's just how they live. It's just so fascinating to me. Even just going to a different state, Mm -hmm. like I'll just go somewhere that I'm not familiar with, like, you know, the South, like I'll go to like Louisiana or something. And I'm like, I can't believe people live like this. It's so different. (laughs) And 
every time I go somewhere on vacation, I'm like, ah, oh, I wish I grew up here. Like, I wish I lived here. Because um, you're very, you're like very interested in, in experiencing life from a different perspective. Yes, exactly. That's so cool. Do you, so you must really love traveling. I love traveling. So kind of how what we do um, after we go through some of the questions is we kind of go into like some other little fun ones. Yeah. Um, and then we'll wrap up with um, a last question. But For sure. So say tonight, everyone goes to sleep. And you know how like when you update your phone overnight and then you wake up and it has different things on it? Yeah, yeah. But you get to be the one to decide what gets reprogrammed into everybody, every person. So your software updating everyone when they go to sleep tonight. What would you change about everyone in the world for when they woke up in the morning? Dang. I feel like the ability to like, to like listen, if that Mm -hmm. makes sense. Like obviously active listening, active Mm -hmm. listening of understanding, like really taking in what other people have to say. I also feel like because of, I'm not to always be like, oh, I mean, social media, but I mean, it's huge like in our lives right now, but I feel like a lot of people don't really listen. They're listening, but they don't actually listen, if that makes sense. Oh yeah, for sure. Just with everything, with, with people, with politics, especially with like everyone's so divided right now. Mm -hmm. I feel like if people just took a chance to like, Listen with an open mind. Yeah, kind, kind of, of just to find a middle yeah. for everything. Really talk to one another. That's so important. I guess communication That's skills. Good. Yeah. I don't know, like listening communication skills. Yeah. Well, I think honestly that your answer that you gave was really good because in a sense that would make the world a lot more peaceful too. Yeah. If people were willing to listen to each other without so much aggression and defensiveness and mm-hmm. be able to see things from other people's perspectives. For sure. Yeah. That's a good totally. answer. Yeah. Okay. So this is our last question and it's our, it's my favorite question. We always ask it. Okay. Since the brand is, make sure your friends are okay. Yeah. Our last question is mm-hmm. um, advice for the people who are listening, a way that they could make sure that their friends are okay. I feel like just reaching out to your friends, even if once a week or even sometimes once a month calling them and being like, hey, I was just thinking of you. Mm-hmm. Even just starting out with that, like, hey, like there's no reason for calling you right now, but I'm just thinking of you and I hope you're doing well. Yeah. Like that makes people's day. And I, I don't feel like sure. enough people do that and they don't realize the impact that it has on mm-hmm. people. But I'll do that with my friends a lot. Like I'll, I'll just call them and be like, hey, let's mm-hmm. talk. And also not like kind of asking like, how are you yeah. Like, how are you, like, really feeling? Like, don't That's give one of me, my like, favorite questions, yeah. Right? Yeah. Because yeah. you're like, how are you feeling? Like, good, good, yeah, nothing much. How about you? You're like, good. Yeah. And it's just... And it's so surface. Like, what kind of conversation is that? And not that you have to get deep every time. It's not like you have to tell mm-hmm. them you're, like childhood trauma like what you're going through (laughs) like it doesn't have to be that deep but just a little bit deeper than surface level if that Mm -hmm. makes sense just kind of being like well you know even if it's the most little thing Mm -hmm. just talking to someone about it or being asked how are you really feeling like even if it seems stupid like just talk Mm -hmm. about it just being a soundboard for your friends is like really really important because you don't realize how many people actually just need someone Someone. to talk to Mm -hmm. um I love your I love what you were saying about saying, hey, there's no reason for me to call. I just wanted to see how you are. I was just thinking of you. Mm -hmm. Because I think so often we don't talk to someone for a while. And then the reason that we think of reaching out to them is almost a lot of times someone's like wanting something from you or needing something from you. And you don't know if that person's really struggling in that moment. And then they feel like they're being used. So it does feel really nice and really refreshing to have someone just like want to talk. Yeah. Kind of just for the sake of talking. Yeah. It like yeah, really, so really this, means a if lot. If this podcast made you think of anybody, you should text them and tell text them that. Text them right now. <laughs> that you were Being like, hey, I was just thinking of you. Yeah. 
Um, Mine this week is I my aunt and uncle recently passed away, and when I was I'm at so the, sorry, thank you. It was yeah. the worst thing in the world. But mm-hmm. when I was at their funeral, a lot of things that everybody was they, everyone was saying the same thing. Mm-hmm. They always wrote the best handwritten cards. They always sent me cards, and it's crazy to think that when their life was over, the same thing that everyone felt was how much they felt loved from them and how much they felt seen and appreciated and valued because of the cards that they gave them. Mm. And that was something that like we all hold on to. I mean, that's my memory of them too is all the cards that they would send me. And it wasn't a Christmas card or a Thanksgiving card or a birthday card. It It was was out of the blue. Yeah, Yeah. like more of I heard that you graduated or I heard that you had this tough day or, you know, I heard that you got diagnosed with this thing. They, They were very in tune with where people were at in their lives or just say, hey, I'm just thinking of you and this made me think of you. I was on this bike ride or whatever. So I think mine this week, like a way to make sure that your friends are okay is to kind of take back the art of writing people cards. Yeah. And so I've made Mm. it a goal for myself. I just got some stationery and stuff and I'm going to try to write one card a day for, for the next month. That's to so just nice. random different people. I mean, not random people, but people I know. No, I totally. I know exactly <laughs> what you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah just yeah. like set. It's gonna take me what five minutes every morning. And yeah, it doesn't I, take that much out of your day. Yeah, yeah, and it means a lot to people. Yeah. Like it really, really does. Not even a, like not even a birthday card. I mean, you can, but mm. just a card that is like, and I'm gonna use both sides of the card. Yeah, no, I, <laughs> that's awesome. That could just be one side. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I feel like the world is very isolating right now mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. So I feel like just reaching out even if it's someone that you're not that close to even if mm-hmm. it's as simple like hey how are you doing it just means a lot yeah it does yeah, yeah. <sighs> really does thank you Yay. i had so much fun i had thank so, you much, so fun much for too. coming on thank you um,